You've seen her comedy concerts in all the big cities, like Zorro, Ohio at the Elks Lodge, at bingo halls in Stockholm, Wisconsin, and working the retirement home in Louisiana, Missouri. And now you hear her thoughts on her No Reason podcast. Here's Nola J, the chocolate blonde, on the No Reason podcast. to the No Reason Podcast. I'm your host, Nola J, a.k.a. Chocolate Blonde, a.k.a. Jizzle. And I'm your co-host, Don Suave, a.k.a. Young Suave, a.k.a. Young Suave Sutra, a.k.a. YSS, a.k.a. Suavarati. Don't tell nobody. No COVID in my body. Oh, my God. What? Why do you keep adding extra a.k.a.s? Where's the Yazi? What the hell did you just say? Suavarati. So, oh, I can't. All right, you guys, we are back. It's another week. I hope everyone had a great week. I think we had a good week. It's been summertime. It's, it's beautiful. Um, as artists, me and Swizzle, we've been being very, very creative to keep our minds creating active. Creating shit. we just creating all kind of shit. Just creating. Um, we did uh, our second episode with the Generation Gap with Pops. Mm. This time we did it live video. So, uh, video test run. So, yeah, it was a video test run. We're not necessarily going to publish that one. You never know. Well, we know. On the lost files, you might have to. Yeah, it'd be the lost files. Because we got into some shit. Yeah, we got into some shit. We got into some generation gap shit. So, um, we'll have all that information on my website, nolajcomedy.com. Generation Gap is actually uh, Swizzle's uh, baby. I really, I'm not in control of that. I control No Reason Podcast because that's a Nola J production. But Swizzle has Generation Gap. So we're going to promote that like crazy. We live. It's video. You see us. We talking shit. We having a good time. We got a boomer, Generation X, and Millennium. And it's hilarious, to be honest. We having a good time with it. Um, no Reason in two weeks, we will be going live with video. I don't know if we're going live or we'll just do video. We'll figure it out, but you will see us. We'll finally see our faces. Because we got a face for Yeah, we got video. a face for it. We got not a face for radio. video. Yeah, we're we not the face just for radio. Um, also, what else we got in the works? We're going to start go- bringing in some guests. Oh, next week we got a guest. We got a guest. We are so excited. We got a first guest. And because it's a No Reason Podcast, you never know who we're going to bring on. And you never know what you're going to get. But I promise you it's going to be a good time because it's going to be some No Reason stories, some craziness. So we're going to have a good time. So our first guest is next week, episode, episode 58. 58. Um, 58. We're on episode 57 right now. We're doing it. Mm. We are doing it, Swizzle. You came in on about episode 23. Mm. So, yeah. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. We're doing it. We're doing it. And also, I'm going to bring back <laughs> Travis from our first episode. I know a lot of you guys have listened to the first episode. I'm going to bring Travis back for an episode um, just so he can check in and we can hear what's going on in his life. And maybe he'll pop in and out. We'll see. We'll see how it goes with it. 
But so, okay, what else are some other updates? I guess I'm doing updates right now. Um, Swizzle, you got any, got any shows updates? Coming up? You got anything for the only people? show I have, and I told you guys I'm super excited, July 27th. I'm in the UP. I'm in uh, Harris, Michigan. I'm at um, the Island Casino, and I love it. And I'm really happy. I've been going to the UP for at least um, since 2007, so about 13 years. They treat me well. I am excited. Um, things got a little. Things are getting shaky right now with COVID. I'm not gonna lie. All the places that opened up immediately, and when in the Supreme Court in Wisconsin that forced Wisconsin to open up with bars and stuff, um, everyone's regretting it because the COVID is on a rise again now. Mm, is it? Yeah. So I just read today it's about to lose its status as epidemic because the deaths have gotten so low. Where'd you read it at though? You gotta make sure you On read the CDC things. website. Okay. Okay. CDC.gov. That's what they said? Okay. And Is I you... looked at it basically it's like basically like people the, the cases are through the roof, but the deaths are basically they're becoming insignificant. And that's what I'm discovering. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I don't know anything about this, but what I what from my experience with people when it first happened it seemed like it was like whoa people are dying whoa now it seems like it's kind of like a flu thing like people have it some people don't even know they have it like people are getting tested i know people personally have gotten tested but never had the symptoms like dale hoogley is a prime example we'll use dale hoogley he got tested had no symptoms but he has it and they have to quarantine for 14 days. So you read it. It's a fact. I believe it. I don't know. I don't understand the COVID thing. All I know is the curve is, is basically, they, you know, the big thing before was let's flatten the curve. Let's do all this stuff. Right. So it's, it's damn near done. Right. The graph went straight up because it was at a peak. And then it's basically right now, it's, it's but, at the bottom again. So. But the thing I'm confused is that the like Florida, their hospitals are getting jammed again. And then like that, go, New York is steady going down. New York is cool. Wisconsin just got mad. Or Wisconsin, um, the governor is mad. Is it our governor? Yeah. He's mad because 14 days straight cases have rised. Mm -hmm. But... Once again, logic is because everyone's getting tested now. Like, right. you can go through a drive through <clears> and get tested. Everyone's getting tested. So, like, you cannot have any symptoms. Like, I'm tempted, should I go get tested? I kind of think I should before the gig just to make sure I'm good. But, like, everyone's getting tested now. But there's no symptoms. So, you don't know. Like, you just, this like, you and I just, okay, we're not feeling any symptoms because I have not felt any. I did back when I thought I had it in in yeah. um, the end of February or March. I really thought I had it. But D.L. Hughley thought he had it in January. So was he carrying it for this long? You know what I mean? So who knows? And did he, did was what happened to him because of COVID-19 or he just tested positive? Exactly. And he was exhausted or whatever. Exactly. <clears throat> and are, are, are they putting everything you do COVID? Well, the numbers on the CDC website. You, so you're on it now. They don't. They group them all together. They group the flu and pneumonia together. Okay. So the the number, the death number that they have. Okay. Is all that combined? So even the death numbers that's that's there, 
they're a little bit inflated. Plus, hospitals are paid to put. I know that, so, but I'm just saying, like in Florida, the states, Florida, Atlanta, the states that opened up way before everyone else did. Now their hospitals are flooded, and now they're um, they're reverting back. Like, okay, we shut stuff down. They shut everything down for the Fourth of July. They did all that, so yeah. I, I don't know. So the, I mean that stuff. I mean I don't know anymore. I just know I'm gonna be careful. I'm gonna still keep being careful just because I just don't know. And honestly, I, I, and, also, it, and also, you know, like it's just weird because even on the CDC website, it's not straightforward to find like the actual stuff. Like what I saw this morning, I have a screenshot on my phone, but I tried to go back to the site and I couldn't find the graph that I had saw this morning. And if trying to find the deaths. They just make they don't make it very easy to find. So because they don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, this is a, they, they, this is based on the you know when somebody dies in the hospital they put a code for what they died right. from. So it's based on that data straight from the hospitals. Right. So, but the code that they're using, they're told to put whether it's the primary, secondary, third, fourth, fifth. Oh, cause, I see what you're saying to um, okay. to COVID. Right. So the number is not, and uh, this is the only reason why I even look at this is because doctors came out and was like, "We, this is not." What is we this the graph do. you were talking about? Nah, it was um, it was a. We could just go by state because we in Wisconsin. Yeah, you look at Wisconsin. Wisconsin so, didn't really get hit like. But Florida, Georgia, Florida and Texas, all the ones that opened up way ahead <laughs> of everyone else has been hit and then they revert back now they closing stuff down we're in phase yeah we're in phase three in milwaukee or wisconsin so now we got 50 percent we're things are opening up more for us yeah um i don't really know what's going on what i do is i spend a lot of time outside because i think it's just better and easier (laughs) and i think that I feel better being outside. So anything I yeah. do, I go outside. You yeah. know that. You and I kick it. We go outside, patios, whatever, as long as it's outside. So I have no clue what's going on, but I am just super happy that I have a gig. And other clubs are opening up, but everyone's being cautious about stuff. So we're getting here. The only thing that, the only thing, and we're going to not stay much longer because you know I only want to do um, an hour um, the only thing that I'm, um, the only thing that's throwing me off is I'm used to in Milwaukee, you know this, you've been here long enough, our festivals. I miss Summerfest. Yeah. I miss, we got Bastille Days that's coming up. That's not going to be here. We have all these cultural festivals that if you guys don't know about Milwaukee, the Summerfest grounds, once Summerfest ends, which technically Summerfest would have ended on Sunday. Uh, July, what was it? Fifth? The fourth was on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. July 5th. So Summerfest always goes through July 4th. Then we start different culture, cultural festivals. So we have Irish, Italian. Bastille Days, French, right? Uh, uh, French is Bastille Days. Native American. We have German. We have um, Summer. Yes. We have the, uh, we have Native American. Uh, Pride Festival is before Summerfest. That got canceled immediately. Um, 
Uh, Afri Afro, African. I think next year you think they're gonna True. add a hip hop one <laughs> since they being all <laughs> <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Well, yeah. no, what they should do in Wisconsin is um, Afrofest. I think that's what we called it. It got canceled, and then they slowly brought it back the last two years, but they made it one day because mm -hmm. there were shooting things that happened. And of course, I live in a racist state. So the minute that happens, they just like, oh, we just gonna cut black people off. But all the other cultures. Y'all don't get a festival. No, right. We, the, the, everyone <laughs> else got one. German, Mexican, it's German Fest, Mexican Fest, Italian. Po is it <laughs> Polish? Pol or did I just make that up? Polish, Irish. We have every culture you could think of. A of festival. a festival every weekend after Summerfest, which I love. Every excuse to get drunk out in the street. Well, no, I like their food. I love, I love different cultures' food. I love going to Italian Fest. I love Mexican food. I love, I like it, German food. Wisconsin is built on Germany. They, that's it what is it Germany, is. Yeah. It's, it's Germany. So yeah. I'm used to sauerkraut and goulash and all that. So. I'm all about the diversity and the culture. I love that. I love that so much. But we, we didn't have any of these festivals. They're nope. gone. Nope. So this is what's throwing me off. But at the same time, I always move around doing gigs. So it's not like I'm always here for these festivals. But when I'm home, it's just nice to go there. So this is strange. I'm having a hard time with that. Okay, hmm. let's move forward. Let's move on because I'm going to make it short and sweet. Okay. General stuff. We talked about the generation gap, so you guys will give you more information on all our platforms. We'll probably do. We'll probably have some social set up for it, and yes. uh, maybe a, a little website and email list. So keep I'll be honest. I'll be honest, you guys. It is a good show. I'm not gonna lie. If you listen to the one just that I put on, no reason. I threw an episode one with no reason. It's even better in person. Watches us on video. You really see the full effect of the boomer. <laughs> Yeah. You really see Pops. Pops don't give a shit. He just says he's whatever. At, he's at the age. He, he already like lived his life like he don't give a shit. He but don't he's care. he's at the age where he's like, man, he doesn't. I don't give a fuck. And then the funny part is the way, like, boomers do, they get close on the screen to look at you. Because the font is not You're right. At, at <laughs> Fine ain't at 60, so he got to, like, get all up on the screen. And then he got to put on his reading glasses. And I'm Generation X, where I'm in between that, where I'm, like, I'm starting to have to look close. And then, of course, you being the millennium, you have to deal with any of that. <laughs> so it's a nice combination to see it come full circle. But I love, Pops was funny. I love it. It was a good time. And he enjoys doing that. So we're going to keep doing that. So we're going to keep it moving. Because, like I told you guys, I'm always going to keep this um, nice and tight. High and tight. High and tight. All right, let's get into sports, my favorite subject. So right off the bat, um, I don't know if you guys checked this out. I'm going to say this super quick. Uh, I know Swizzle didn't watch it. You probably should. We probably should have watched it together with Pops. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, 30, for 30 for 30 did Bruce Lee. It was called Be Water. Us being Scorpios, we're a water sign. Yes, I get into that sometimes, not all the way. Um Water can be so soft. You just put your foot in the water. The well, the water can be so soft, but it can be so hard. The water can destroy stuff, but it's soft at the same time, and that's why Bruce Lee named his thirty for thirty be water. You he got? Named, he named it. I think he did. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I. You guys should really watch the thirty for thirty with Bruce Lee. 
it was so dope, man. Like, I always loved Bruce Lee, and black people love Bruce Lee, period. But to understand the depth of why we loved him, like, I just grew up loving Bruce Lee. We always watch Bruce Lee movies, like Kung Fu, all that. I took karate. Like, that was a norm. When you watch it, you see how he was, his, his parents was from China, but he was born in America. They came to America and that's where his mother came. She was pregnant with him when they came and then she gave birth to him and then he went back to um, China and then Bruce Lee, when he grew up, he became, he wilded out because he learned martial arts and all that and he was just acting out and it was like, we send you back to America because mm. he's a, he's a citizen. So like, we're going to send you America. You can go ahead and do that. Mm. He went there, but he always fought for equality. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a very good friend of his. Everything he did, he fought for equality and he was so down and he was so down. Like, and this was like the seventies. So um, if anyone gets a chance, I'm just saying it super quick. Watch that 30 for 30 on Bruce Lee if you haven't. It's dope. It, 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 considering the times we're having with Black Lives Matter, it makes sense why we fuck with Bruce Lee. Mm. The younger you probably didn't know that. You, How much do you know about Bruce Lee as a millennium, to be honest? This might be something we should do on Generation Gap, but real quick. I know, like, the general public stuff, like martial artists, like his movies was crazy. Just he influenced, but you didn't. Jackie you didn't Chan know, and like you know. But you didn't know the depth of the equality, how he fought for all that. Did you? You didn't know any of that, did you? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. What's the thirty for thirty? Okay, we're gonna move on. So let's go to the NBA. Speaking of equality, <laughs> go for it. All teams matter, apparently. Go for it. You you can you can cover this one. I remember I said this before. Somebody didn't believe me that we're going. This is going to be a loser bubble. It is. And somebody was like, "Nah, I ain't no damn loser bubble." But well, that, was that you? I think it was you. It probably was me. <laughs> I always doubt everything you say. <laughs> That's how I get down. But, but yeah, basically the NBA is closing closing in on signing off on a second bubble in Chicago. Um, they put it in a. Coronavirus hotspot. <laughs> right. Do, do like North Dakota or something like. Well, Florida's one as well. With while they in Disney World for the first one, they the Adam Silver the penis said he wasn't sure if it's gonna happen because Florida then jumped off. They couldn't do Maine. Like, well, but anyway. Like Utah or Wyoming. So they they they're taking eight teams there that weren't invited to play in Orlando. Enabling many training camps and subsequent games against other clubs with a target date. I don't know what they're going to win, but I guess, you know. It's FOMO. It's FOMO. I guess it is. It's FOMO. They like, they like, hello, um, we want to, we want to keep playing. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting basically because probably they're going to take whatever happens during this and probably implement that in the regular season like in in the normal season model in right. the future and you know Lonzo Ball you know oh the, my god what, the, how did, excuse the, me how me, did we let get me finish. to let me come back to one ball. of the best you know back, point guards in the NBA you know a young up and comer he said it's going to be like AAU because that's like the closest thing to what it's going to be like you play 
all these games in this short amount of time. How does ball always come in our conversations, though? That's what it's, I understand. It's a quotable. It's a quotable. You, know you just, like, you are like, such a stand. It, it could have been anybody. You are such a stand. Could have been anybody. You are such a stand. So, anyways, the other um, um, NBA players that have FOMO want their own bubble in Chicago. Yeah. And the crazy part is the, the <clears throat> season stopped in March, which was close to playoffs. So you guys are kind of not doing the right thing because you would have never made it anyway. Do you understand? There's a few teams that could have. They would. They, There's yeah. a few. I can understand if you did like the few that could have made it. Yes. But you talking about the the rest of the NBA teams? No. No. Yeah. But I get it for the ones that were close, that for the eighth seed, right? Well, no, nah, the people, the teams that were close are playing in Orlando. I like know Washington. I know. Like, I know. They might mess around. I'm trying. I'm trying to under listen. They might win the first round. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt of why they think they need a bubble. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to figure it out. I get it, but you gotta. It would be different if the season ended. It'd be different if the season ended like in December. Let's say Corona happened in December. Then that makes sense. But Corona, the lockdown happened in March, like almost the middle of March. It yeah. was it was the exact game the Pelicans were playing the Kings. Oh my god, it always Lonzo, goes back to Lonzo. If you look yes. it up, Lonzo yes. Ball was the last player on of the course. court in, of course in the he whole was. season. Yes. <laughs> of course he <laughs> they, was. They shut down the game mm-hmm. and he still was out there shooting free Of course throws. he was. Yes. I can pull up the YouTube video. Well, okay. Well, we'll do that later. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, what I'm saying is if it happened like I could I I would understand more if it happened in January. If we locked down in January, I'd be like, yeah. Even February. They want to play. They want to get their game. I get that, but we we shut down. We shut down at the spot where they would have been like they wouldn't have. It would have been close to playoffs anyway. We already Bucks already clinched it. There's other teams already clinched the playoffs at that point. But there were game checks that they. I know. I know. Let let them eat. I don't, the second bubble is is bogus, but I get it. Do you? They want to play. So what happens? They play and then what? Who they win? Who they play? Like I don't understand how this works. They win like some tickets to to what? <laughs> to the finals? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are gonna move on. Um, so the NFL, uh, Goodell, after he made that statement of apologizing, um, the NFL now is gonna play the black national anthem at their games hmm. uh, for the first week. They still going to do that um, bogus uh, Star Spangled Banner. What the hell is that? What the, whatever. Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, that's so racist. <clears throat> but they're going to still do that. But they, what they're going to do is they're going to do our, um, our uh, black people anthem. And for you people don't know what it is, it's called Lift Every Voice and Sing. So that is called our Black National Anthem. And Which gonna, I didn't even know. And they go, I knew that. Now, millenniums don't know that. I knew that. Your um, pops would know that. Yeah. Yeah, they would know that. And um, they're going to do it before the Star Spangled Banner during every game for the opening week of 20. They're only going to do it for a week. That's so, all they so how many, how many white players? On a week. Gonna, how many think, how week. many are you going to kneel? <laughs> See, this is a problem. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that this is the thing that kills me. It's like 
You know damn well. Okay, I'm going to calm down on that one. I'm going to be quiet. When we get to the Black Lives <laughs> Matter stuff, I'll get into all that. So, anyways, they're going to do the first week. We get the first week, you guys. Lift every voice and sing. We're going to have the Black National Anthem. Word. Um, yo shit, because you're a Washington Redskins fan, and I'm Native American, you Native American. So, we do have to talk about this name change. Yeah, name change. They're working on the name change. Um, what they said, they're going to drop using Native American, period. The issue is that's going on with this, and I'll let you tell a little bit more on it, is the issue that's going on with this is that they claim, and I think this is more of Trump saying this. I don't know who said this. Um, the fact that the fans are going to be upset because they've always been Redskins. Now, I'm going to let you speak on this, but real quick before I say that, they changed the Washington Bullets to the Wizards because... Of bullets, and at that time it was Chocolate City, and people were shooting up, and it was the wrong name. So I don't know how much the fans will be that attached to Redskins. So this is your territory because you're from the DMV, and this is your team. So how yeah. do you feel about it? Like I remember, it was maybe five, four or five years ago. The, the last time the name change came up. Because people, some Native American groups came and was like, yo, this, this is offensive. Redskin was a term used derogatorily, you know, mm -hmm. der derogatorily. I don't even know if that's a word. But. It doesn't matter. We'll make it up. This one. the Dan Snyder and the GM basically got, did a press conference. It's like, we're not changing the name. That's not an option. It's, it's, it's a part of tradition. Right. And that's what they said. And that was done. And they got some group. First Nations group to come and say we think it's okay. <laughs> so I was like, uh, and then I, you know, my people I grew up with, like stuff like that. At that time, they're all like, it's not that important. Don't change the name. It's not a big deal. Blah blah blah. But to me, then I was like, yeah, change change the shit because I mean, the Washington Darkskins. Like, put any other right. replace anything else with that. And it definitely doesn't sound right. So you're you're coming from a perspective of like I'm Native American, right? I always side eye. I always call them the Washington team. Right. I don't have no jerseys because it just it's just weird. Right. And then the fact that if you look at the logo, it's actually a black man in a headdress. It's, which, it's whack as fuck. Which, <laughs> which it sends a signal of right. the history of right. the United States, where the one drop rule: you could be Native American. But you have one drop of black in you, you're colored. Right. And there's a, a there's a stronger history of that in Virginia where, like, legally you couldn't consider yourself native. So the team was founded in 1933, and at that time it was illegal to consider yourself native. So right. when they say tradition, I know that's what they mean. They're sin It's a symbol. And, like, they're the mascot of the Redskins at the game. It was this black dude. He was, you know, he was famous, right. right? But it was a black dude. He had all the big headdress right. and stuff. But it was a symbol for the fact that, you know, we Once are, again, we are it, natives. it goes all the way back to what we're dealing with today, so, in a sense. Yeah. And so it's interesting. And it, I can go on another tangent about how all the black quarterbacks that won Super Bowls played on teams with the Native American mascot. Right. But, yeah, I think now and then now all of a sudden, 
Well, I, everyone's I post, woke. I posted about it, and then now more people were like, "Eh, just change the name." Back in back in DC, so they're gonna. So change so it. the fans are not. So this is what they're I'm saying. To it. Donald Duck made it seem like, "Oh, don't do that." The fans, da da da. But I understand yeah. what you're saying. What you're saying, which we know this is a fact. We, our um, grandmother, rest in peace, rest in heaven, sweetheart. She had to go to Washington to get us certified to prove that we were Native American. And she did that right before she passed away. She made sure we have cards, we have all that. We are certified. And the reason we had to do that is what Swizzle is saying. They have a law where it was against black people to say they Native American because we was one the one drop rule, we was black. So they 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 blocked it. And, and because we have very intelligent people in our family and, and, and grandma is probably part of grandma is probably the great and pissed off people. the great expectation generation. Is that what it called? The great the greatest. The great generation. The greatest. The greatest is that what I called the it last? Generation. Yeah, the greatest generation. I think she's part of that. And then Pops is the baby boomer. She went and I I'll never forget this. She gathered all the information. She knew all the history. I remember the day she went and got our cards. I remember when she went to D.C. and did all this. She put so much effort in it. It was right before she passed away. It was a blessing in disguise. I watched her gather everything. I was sitting in the living room, and she would break down the entire history. I know the whole entire history of how we Native American. And she had all her information, her facts, her documents, because... We know this in the black community and and other and in other cultures. You don't know this. We all say we we Indian. We say that because we, we are. We always grew up. Well, we got, are, yeah, right. We got the Indian. Right, and, and we have it. Though. But saying it does not make it true in the eyes of the white man. Once again, we have to prove stuff. Yeah. So we say it, and we know we are. We know our history. If we do the twenty three and Me, and we do the ancestry and all that, it's going right. Well, I don't know. I haven't done that. Maybe we should do that. It's that should whole, be. It's a whole community of people that know their history right. and tribes and stuff, and, and they it did didn't the happen. And it says some weird, like, okay, some random. So our I, grandma knowing this, because she comes from the era of really where white people was on your neck. She gathered all the information, and I love her for it to this day. And she went to Washington, D.C. and got us certified. So everyone in our family is certified. We Native American. We have our tribe. Our tribe is in Texas. Well, our tribe is in Florida. But a lot of the stuff happened in Texas. Even when we have our festival, the um, Indian Summer, in, in Milwaukee, Grandma every year would make us. I didn't do it. But other people do a dressing headdress and and represent mm-hmm. our um, <clears throat> our culture. So I think it's crazy. Once again, it amazes me. And and if you guys, this is the thing. I don't want to get into this because I we'll do it on generation gap. I'm gonna say this super quick. It just amazes me how we have to keep proving who we are. My dad touched on it, and he got fired up. About he did. We could like. In order to belong to the actual like nation, because we're certified, we're you know our tribe and our clan have the cards and stuff. But they ain't giving us no money. Appalachicola, shout out. Yeah. Creek. Um, Appalachicola Creek. But in order to belong to an actual nation, 
we he was like we had to prove that his great 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 grandmother yeah we had to go all the way like, was born or something like yeah. that she actually existed a birth certificate but she was right. just born in a shack so right. you know that kind of stuff it's frustrating yeah. and that's what we're fighting when that's why everyone's like why black people whatever because stuff like this like, like little stuff. why do we have to go through all this though like we literally went through all this my grandmother rest in heaven she was determined and she did it so we all are certified you can't deny us i think some of our siblings or relatives have gotten benefits i never tried um well, I'm not going to lie. Maybe in college I did. College I did use it a little bit to my, not to my advantage, but I am Native American, so I used some of it. I did. So. But, and, yeah, but. We don't get too deep in it, because you know what I'm saying. But move before we move on, the next awakening. Yes. Because it's going to have to be another one, is when that truth surfaces. Thank you. About, you know. Go back to Africa. Well, I mean, I mean, I was we from Florida, so right. <laughs> you said go back to where you We're came from. We're from Florida, right? Let's go back to Florida. And is that crazy? Yeah. I talk about Florida like crazy. Yeah, because and we're from Florida. I forgot to mention it to you guys in my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nola J, as much as she talks about uh, Florida, I hate to tell you, my tribe is from Florida. It's crazy, and it makes sense because we left. That's why it makes crazy, sense. Why right. it's crazy. <laughs> So yes, I talk about Florida, but my tribe is from Florida. So we're gonna move forward. Let's like I said, I'm keeping this to an hour. So what we're gonna do is next, let's talk about our guy that we miss and love so much. And the I bean, the and, bean, Yeah. Bean. And I honestly I told you this, Swizzle. I'm kinda happy that um that um that the COVID kinda happened. Because um, the NBA, it was hard. When Kobe passed away, I had a real hard time. I had a hard time watching the NBA. And it had nothing to do with the fact that Kobe, it wasn't the fact that Kobe um, was playing. But like the All-Star game, they honored him. Like every time there was an NBA game, we was going to talk about Kobe, right? Mm -hmm. So that kind of like threw me off. So what they're doing now I think I think uh, Lonzo put his number on. Here we shoes. go with Lonzo. Why? Why do you always bring up Lonzo Ball? I'm talking about Kobe. Yeah, me too. So, so they're respecting Kobe, and he's going to be honored on the um, NBA Two K Twenty One, and they're going to have they have the honor of him with both jerseys. And if you guys don't know, eight and twenty four. That's his birthday. So, 824 is his birthday. So his birthday is about a month and a half, right? So, he, yeah. And and that's Dave Chappelle's birthday. He's a Virgo. I love Kobe. So, they, um, yeah. So, I'm going to, I don't even play video games, but I'm going to get it. And I'm going to have my nephew um, play it with me. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. I'm doped about that. We love Kobe. Okay, let's move on. Next thing, um, Giannis. Giannis um, marched. He protests. I think I've mentioned that in a few episodes uh, earlier. So he was uh, marching and doing all that good stuff. And he marched past my house, which I said that. But um, there's going to be a mural made of Giannis 
where he has the um where you see him with his shirt which says respect and then he's like the shirt says I can't breathe. I can't and breathe. And then they're, they're gonna put it above um this pub that we have in Milwaukee. That's a good a famous pub. And they play a lot of hip hop, which the I love. Pub. Yeah, they play a lot of hip hop. So they're gonna um represent Giannis in that. And then here's another thing that I forgot about and as we talk about sports. I forgot so we got all these rumors that Giannis is supposed to be leaving Milwaukee or traded, whatever, or whatever the case may be, and everyone thinks it's going to Lakers or whatever case, whatever. Lakers? Well, mm. in California area. Maybe. I think, I think Golden State. But I forgot that <laughs> Jason Kidd, who I love very much, I've watched Jason Kidd since he was in college, um, became our coach, and I was excited, and he turned our squad around. Giannis loves Jason Kidd, and so does LeBron. And Jason Kidd is assistant coach on the Lakers. So, so you think they'll use Jason to lure Giannis? Is that what you're saying? I I hope not. I don't know anymore. I really don't or know. is I, Jason Kidd going to go somewhere else and Giannis follow? Giannis hasn't followed yet because I still believe that Giannis is going to be that guy where he's going to be like Michael Jordan and Kobe where he's like, I'm going to stay in Wisconsin. I'm going to stay. I'm gonna stay in. Um, I'm gonna stay in the in the city and win a championship. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Or they bring him back to keep him. That'd be bring kid back to keep him. That'd be a good move, right? No. Um. How do I feel about that? Um. As a head coach. I love Kid. I love him as head coach. I think he was, you know what? It could work. I kind of thought he was one dimensional because all he did was think about Giannis, but he didn't give Giannis help. Well, he wasn't the head coach. Yes, he was. He was our head coach at the Bucks. Really? Yeah, dude. Where you been? Oh. Yeah. I thought he was assistant. Okay. No. I mean, I've been in D.C., but (laughs) I know he coached for you guys. No, he okay. was our head coach. For, so it was like one, two years, something like that? He was our head coach. So so with that being said, I he was good. He was really good. The only thing that bothered me about coaching our kid, and I love him so much, the only thing that really bothered me was that he was so fresh out of the league that he kind of was looking at them like, that was his competition as well. So, so it was like the Jordan. Right. Like so it was just kind of like, um, kid, um, these cats. I played in in the high school, my coach. He um, he played for that team back in his younger days. And he still could kind of ball. He could dunk still and stuff right. like that. So, like, he would always have that. Like, he would project himself onto the exactly. you know, onto, onto exactly. someone's player. And he'd get pissed off because... You just do this, and he exactly. grabbed the ball and like that. Right, but they can't do that. Exactly. <laughs> and so he only, probably had the same. Yeah, and the only person that really listened to him was Giannis, because Giannis was a star. Giannis came in young, so yeah. he kid got yeah. So kid had him at a younger, you know, where where Giannis was eager, he was happy. I'm gonna listen to you. I got it. Blah blah blah. But the rest of the team, he would treat people like they was like, come like on, man. You like, man, you are not no he mm-hmm. didn't know th- this is what happened 
Kid did not know how to um, separate the fact that he had became a leader. You're not part of the team anymore. Mm. You're the coach. So you can't be on a level. You have to separate yourself and be a third like eye. A third, like a you got to be a third eye. You have to be a third eye. We do it in comedy. We do it. You have to be a third eye where you can you can look. You have to look outside of yourself and look at the bigger picture. So he couldn't see that. So he be trying to coach. He did a good job. Like we turned around and we was winning, but that's because Giannis was balling though, and like we, it was good then. So yeah. So hmm. it is what it is. I don't. I don't think he's gonna go there. I really don't. I don't think he's going to do that. I just don't. So Word. let's move on to the next topic because I do want to make it. So we got Mike Tyson. All right. I don't know how many people actually um, watched <clears throat> Hangover. That was a popular movie. Yeah. I love Hangover. Um, so. It's a cult classic almost. So. Your man with the satchel. So uh, Mike Tyson is saying that. He was drunk and messed up when he met Hangover. Uh, duh. <laughs> that movie was wild. You know what I'm saying? It was wild. So I was like, what else do you think you were doing? We know you were doing that. So he said he was, um, he was drunk and messed up when he was doing it. So I was like, okay, cool. We knew that, Mike. Um, I love the movie Hangover. The first, the first Hangover I like. The third one? Let me tell like you what happened with the third one. So, this is a true story, and I just want to say this, and then, yeah, we got 20 more minutes. We're going to wrap it up. So, the the so okay, after watching the first and second Hangover, I'm like, okay, these are these movies. I'm 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 kicking it with them. I love it. So, I went out to LA, and uh, my little cousin, she worked for, and I probably may have told this story, but I love telling the story. She um, worked for Warner Brothers. She still does. So we always get to see movies ahead of time. So at this particular time, we watched, uh, I think, The Great Gatsby or something um, um, with my boy uh, Leo Capriot or whatever his name is. I can't think of it right now. DiCaprio? Yeah, DiCaprio, whatever. So we... Um, we want to. Well, she gets. She gets the um. What you would call it? So we can see things ahead of everyone, and we don't have to go to theater. What people are doing now, where you're paying twenty dollars now to watch new releases in the movies because we can't go anywhere. She had that way back then. Everyone gets these. So she works with Warner Brothers. We watch a few movies, and then Hangover Three. She couldn't get it that way, so we actually had to go to theater. And we fans of the Hangover movie. So I was like, yeah, let's go. So we go, and um. Next to it was a, a cold cut ice cream place, whatever. So we go in there, we watch it. That movie was so fucking whack. It had nothing to do with how Hangover movies. You know how Hangover movies where they did everything crazy? Yeah. Hangover 3 was the worst. It was the worst. So we leave out, right? We leave out the movie and um, we go to Venice Beach. Because it was a Sunday. And my thing, when I go, every time I go to Cali, I love Sunday people watching on Venice Beach. That's my thing. Love it. I've been doing it for over, I say over damn near 20 some years. Since 1995, I've been doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and I love it. So, we're doing this and we're sitting there and I'm like, cuz, that was boring. 
She was like, yeah, that movie was suck. I said, I got to do something crazy. I got to do something wild. I was like, dude, this is, this is not, this didn't do it. She's like, what would you do? I was like, I'm going to get a tattoo right now. She's like, what? Yeah, I'm going to get a tattoo on Venice Beach. So we went to some random ass place on Venice Beach and I went and got a tattoo. And I just so happened to have the tattoo I wanted because my friend is an artist. Mm-hmm. And she's really good. She's painted portraits and stuff of me, and she painted my tattoo. So I happen to have my tattoo in my phone. I showed the artist this, my first tattoo, and it's huge. My cousin was live. She's like, so you going to get the biggest tattoo? Like, <laughs> and it's huge. And then the crazy part is my I got my name tattooed on me. Which one? Nola J. What what name would I get? Jizzle. I didn't get Jizzle. Jizzle. Jizzle's what you made up. I didn't do oh, okay. Jizzle. Okay, no, okay. that's you. I have my tattoo consists of everything I like. This is the crazy part. So my artist friend, I just told her, create a uh, a tattoo. I didn't tell her what I wanted. I got a. It's a microphone, but the head of the microphone is a basketball because you know I love basketball. It's got purple, my favorite color. And then the tail of the uh, of the microphone, the cord of the microphone, it curls up, and you got Nola J in the curl up, and then the J is when the curl ends of the cord. You get the J, and then there's a little uh, sign of my um, sassiness, and then um, and then I have angels on. It's a beautiful tattoo. It's angels, huge. Right? You like angels? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm an angel. Don't hate. Angel? Yeah, I am. Don't hate. So, anywho, so yeah, so she, um, yeah, so Hangover 3, that's why I brought up the story is because Hangover 3 was so bad that I ended up getting a tattoo on Venice Beach for no reason. For no reason. For no damn reason. Hangover shit. And just some hangover shit, and we was mad. And then the crazy part is, um, I had to go buy shorts and shit because I didn't wear underwear that day. Yeah, this is random shit you probably don't want to know. And um, so... <laughs> as, as she says, and... And you probably didn't want to know. It was a wild... And then we were happy. And then we went to Roscoe's after that. And we were happy after that. So I made up for the bad Hangover 3 um, movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's the story I just had to tell. You had to live it. I had to live it and... Um, Mike Tyson said he he drank and smoked a lot during the film of The Hangover. We know that, dude. I mean, he got it. He's been in character. You got to right. be hung over in it. So, because we want to um, get through this quick, Patrick Mahomes got ten year, five hundred three million contract to twenty thirty one. But that contract, all jokes aside, he can't do much. Yeah. He can't do a lot of things. Can't ride no bike. He can't do jet skiing. There's some other shit in there. It's very um it's 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 dope. He can't do a lot of shit. Um your boy, soft ass Dwight Howard, decided that he's gonna join the Lakers. <laughs> you know he wouldn't stand it for no uh <laughs> He's so soft. He is so damn soft. He's going to um play in the NBA, but he's gonna donate all his checks to charity. But all jokes aside, if he was out, Lakers would would have been in trouble. Didn't I say that last episode? Who knew? That's why I say 2020 is some bullshit. Who knew last year that you and I would be sitting there saying the Lakers 
need Dwight Howard? Right. After last time he was right. With the Lakers. <laughs> hey, yeah. This whole year. This 2020 is a mess. You couldn't write this year. You couldn't script. write that. I'm like Dwight Howard. That we depending on Dwight Howard. Oh, so um, Cap. He is got Disney has just signed a deal on his docuseries series is in work. I'm so proud of Cap. Colin Kaepernick? Yes, I'm so proud of him. Um, the Brewers, I know you don't care about baseball, but I'm dragging you to some baseball games this season. Go. Okay, good. You're going to tailgate and do all that. Um, we're going to start July 24th. We start with Chicago and, and Wrigley Field, and they cut their games to 60. They didn't need a, a thousand. I mean, they don't need a hundred and twelve anyway. Right. Another thing is, um, I didn't know this, but there are corona detectives. Did you know this? I did not know they were detectives. There... <laughs> now, there... now I'm going to be watching my back. I didn't know this. If you cough, do they show up? I don't know, but corona detectives couldn't get party goers to answer their phones, so they issue subpoenas. They can do that? I didn't know there was detectives, corona detectives. Were they like the... the... District Attorney. Listen, let's read on. After a woman in Rockland County, New York, admitted to throwing her daughter a party while showing all COVID symptoms, contacted tracers sprung into action. The phone, they phoned dozens of guests hoping to get party goers tested and isolate them. How they got their numbers? Listen. See, this is the problem, right? You saw, like, we talked earlier about the, the numbers of the deaths going down. So it's like, it's leaving pan, not pandemic, because that's the world. It's leaving epidemic status. But you got call girls. That's what the, the picture shows. <laughs> you got distracted the by the call good. girls. <laughs> Listen, but, this but, is what it said. But this kind of detective work comes with heavy logistical burden. State and local governments have to hire and train tens of thousands of tracers, act fast to keep up with highly contagious virus, overcoming government mistrust and privacy concern and finding money in their already cash-strapped budget to fund it. They have COVID detectives... Overcoming privacy concerns. <sighs> yeah, they, they should. That's No one knows this. They have hired people... If somebody call my phone, hey, you got the coronavirus? Uh, no. <laughs> no Comprendo. No. Uh, pizza. Uh, you got uh, what? What? Uh, what's your address? Uh, you want a pepperoni? That's crazy. Next one. Um, this is super quick. A town that was famous by Purple Rain is gonna do a statue of Prince. I love Prince. I just wanted to bring that up. Now, this was crazy. A paragliding instructor. Word. This is dope. We'll link to this in the show notes. Yeah, you're going to link this one. And then, you guys, a lot of stuff we're not going to um, cover. We're just going to link in um, the show notes when you go on Nola J Comedy. Link in bio. You'll get all of this. Um, I'm I'm trying to keep this podcast to at least an hour because I know our attention span is people. But a lot of stuff that I didn't cover will be put up there. And there's some interesting articles. So some stuff you don't understand what the hell I was saying. <laughs> we it will be posted. So he made okay. So a Turkish man 
made a flying couch potato. So a man takes to the sky, sofa, TV, paraglider included. So this man, from the picture day we look, he's got his couch, he's got his TV, he's got his lamp. He is in the air, you guys. Do you know how dope this is? That is what you call the ultimate selfie. He rigged a sofa and TV to one of his paragliders gliders this week and then proceeded to take flight off a cliff while capturing the whole thing on a camera. What happens next is a lazy adrillion, Adrenaline. Adrillion. <laughs> junkie's dream, doing something dangerous and thrilling while being able to relax and take load off at the same time. Do you, do you see this? This is what I want to do. You want to do that? Oh, my go God. Down. Yes, I would. Are you crazy? I'm, dude, I do all okay. that. Well, then, we'll, I mean, I'll make it happen. You could give me this? Yeah. So, the man has showed us how it's done with a full-blown airborne demo. While the couch was in sky above water, he kicked off his shoes and swapped them for slippers, eating chips and drinking soda and watching Tom and Jerry. Come on, baby. That's the life. I love Tom and Jerry. You gotta see this because this is the ultimate Tinder photo. He's getting unlimited oh, swipes yeah, with this. Yeah, he's you gonna get all kinds of swipes. You can't top He's that. gonna get swipes on Tinder, Bumble, whatever you use. He's got it. That is dope. So we're going to put that the link for sure. That made my day. I wouldn't do it, but it's dope as hell. I would do it all day. Um, Because that landing will be rough. <laughs> okay. We got a few more minutes. Is there anything else more important? Oh, this 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 right here, I don't understand. So you guys know what Cameo is. I hope you guys know what Cameo is. Cameo is one of those um, things where you can hire celebrities or whoever you want. And they charge a certain amount of money. They can they can send um, cameos to your friends and family where you can do birthdays, anniversaries, or whatever. Are you on there? No, I'm not on cameo. You should be. No, I don't know yet. But anywho, this thing that pissed me off is Floyd is on cameo. Mayweather. Hey, he's, a, he's a capitalist. Dude, he's charging $999. I think he upped his price. He only upped it because Caitlyn Jenner charges twenty five hundred. So if you want a message from Caitlyn Jenner or Floyd May Mayweather, these are the prices you have to pay. Hey, is Floyd broke? This 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 right here makes me put up a red it's flag. The revenue stream. No, he's broke. I'm not saying he's broke, but something's going on. Why is Floyd Mayweather on cameo? Kate, you just named Caitlyn Jenner. Who's she's been on it though. Still, she no, she's been <laughs> on it from day one. From day one, she's been on it. Floyd just started, so here you go. You want a personal shout out from Floyd May Mayweather? Hope you got an extra grand laying around. Floyd joined the popular site this week, and in true May money Mayweather style, he claims he's now the most expensive sleb on the um app. So exactly does a thousand bucks get from Floyd? Mayweather said he will provide customized message both for personal and commercial commercial use at an affordable rate. $999 is not affordable. Some examples, now, now, hold on, okay. some of the examples, Floyd said he can give birthday shout-outs, which they do this on Cameo. He's not doing nothing different. Birthday shout-outs, motivational messages, and even boxing tips. 
I want to be the first celebrity to make a million dollars in cameo. Why? That's the, that's what you're supposed to do. Mayweather said the cameo sign-up is all a part of a partnership with Stardom, a company that helps facilitate celebrity endorsements for business. In other words, if you own a burger and stand and want Floyd Mayweather to make a custom video talking about how he loves your food, he will do it for a price. And that's the genius part. See, most people won't see that, but... But that's what Cameo does. As a business, to pay $2,500 to have Floyd... I know that, but like Cameo's, Cameo's doing it. I mean, Cameo's been doing this. This is nothing yeah, new. 100%. But what kills me is, like, he's he's rich. You're... Okay. Well, I read in the book, when you get to a certain amount of money, it's almost impossible to not make more money. I so, get that. You can't hate on them. I'm not hating on I'm just not... When I see people go on Cameo, i am be honest, especially someone like Mayweather who's rich, I'd be like, is something going on? Stardom claims Mayweather is available for green screen videos, which should make for... I mean, just do an OnlyFans page, dude. No, 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 By the way, if you wonder how Floyd's Cameo price compares... <coughs> I don't have a cough button. To other big name sports, here it is. Break it down. You for got me. Ray Lewis and Favre charge three hundred a video. Boxing legends like Mike Tyson that looks underpaid, and Roy Jones. Mike Tyson's three hundred, and Roy Jones. That's is not underpaid, dude. That's not under. They're doing reasonable. Their cameo is like the average person just reaching out to their celebrity and like, yeah. Yeah, but this is what Floyd is doing. He's doing it. He's turning it into a business model where businesses can go on there and get him to promote their services, put it on their website, put it on social media, put it, you know, put it on a YouTube video with Floyd. Basically, you're getting a commercial. You get that with the rest of them. But they're not positioning that. They're positioning it as, I'll say happy birthday or happy anniversary. You know, I'll do something for... Yeah, but you can save it and do like things. That. I just, I just. Think but he's, he's basically saying we're. I'm going to use it as a way to. I think he's taking advantage of his fans. Period. It's not taking advantage. It is. No, it's not. So the next one, Carol Baskin from Tiger King, she's on there as well, and she's making a fortune. Um, here's one I want to say real quick, and then we go in on this. We didn't do any Black Lives Matter stuff because we're going to take a break from that. Because they always matter. We matter, but there's so much racist stuff that happened that I can't... I'm over it right now. So we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, we have Bidet Company... Not to be confused with Biden. <laughs> that's what I read. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll pay you $10,000 just to poop. That's awesome. This summer job is the shit. No pun intended. The Bidet Company is offering $10,000 for one lucky person to spend their summer testing toilet paper alternatives and sharing their journey with all. Word. Here is the dookie deal. All you got to do to get the dough is to be able to poop, analyze, and document your daily bowel movements and share your fecal findings on social media. Word. Some people can't even poop. Go ahead. The $10,000 gig comes with an executive title, Vice President of Fecal Matter. Damn. Th that definitely stands out on your resume. Now, it's not for everybody. You got to be at least 21 years old. No job 
John experienced a very open bathroom door policy. Word. Three, they, they throwing all kinds of jokes. The three-month consultation position is with Tushi, hmm. which fashions itself as a modern bathroom brand. Revolutionizing the way people poop with different kinds of bidets. You got to send this to dad because he's so bent up. On he's on toilet, toilet paper. paper we got to, black people need to own toilet paper, care to him. According to him. The, the court to him, our problem with that. So you got to submit a video and we got to say good luck matching Ashley K's video skills. And we're told applicants are already pouring in ahead of the company's July 10. Oh, we got to July 10th to uh, submit your video of you shitting. Hmm. So it ain't just straight poop, though. The VP will also be tasked with interviewing others about their toilet habits, testing mm. Tushi products against the competition, and producing video content. Good luck. Remember, y'all got to be number one to talk that shit. Mm. Yeah, I might. July 10th. That's interesting. We might have to do this. Who is we? <laughs> All right, we're going to. I ain't end. doing that shit. Okay, we're going to. Um, even though I do shit every day. Some people don't even shit every day. Real quick, Apple's not including chargers and shit in their e air. Uh, I can't even talk. AirPods and all that. Was that was yeah, cool. whatever. Who cares? Um, a man loses an arm wrestling match to his son. He pulls out a gun on him. I mean, you know, typical. Can't beat him, shoot him. And this is the last thing I want to talk about because I'm not going to get into the uh, Black Lives Matter stuff because it's too much stuff. And it's not so much Black Lives Matter anymore, you guys. It's just racist shit that's just happening. And it's just like, it's just ridiculous. So I don't want to talk about it anymore. But here goes the versus challenge. T.I. Didn't he lose already? But go ahead. T.I. and them never battled. T.I. is challenging 50 Cent. Because 50 Cent be going at him, right? And T.I. said, he don't care if you bring Eminem or Dr. Dre. Let's go for it. So, uh, yeah, T.I. just challenged 50, you know, 50 Petty. And uh, for your birthday, I'll offer you a challenge, sir, because he said happy birthday to 50. <laughs> Why don't you do your T.I. Um, impression? Isn't that what you do? Expeditiously. No, read what he said. Stop <laughs> adding your expeditiously. No, he said that in the beginning. For your birthday, I'll offer you a challenge, sir. Put your ass up with 20 of your record, man. Sit across from me, man, and we get come and get this work, man. As the video continues, the whatever you like rapper brought up the 2007 record sales battle between Fifth and Kanye, in which Fifty was—I remember that. Yep. Was severely matter of fact, I remember this because white people was talking about who they was gonna. I was like, hold up. <laughs> Which album they were going to buy so they could win the competition. I was like, damn, this is crazy. This is genius. But anyway, 50 was severely outnumbered by West's first week sales for his graduation album. Ye brought in 957,000 units while 50's Curtis sold 691,000 units. But I understand if you don't want to answer to that challenge. Because last time you got challenged,